1: I'm your host, Dori DiCarlo, and you know we are here week after week, show after show, breaking those myths that mompreneurs and businesswomen, especially those of us building our businesses from home, that we're just dabbling in between bake sales and getting our nails done, we're not. We are smart, we are savvy, and we are sharing the wisdom of women in business and in life, and I'm looking forward to bringing today's guest on the show. Alyssa Wolf is the founder of Unbusy. She's a minimalism junkie, God follower, introvert, and perpetual bookworm. Oh, and she's the mom of five. She has more than 11 years' experience balancing multiple kids while still getting time to recharge, which is why Alyssa specializes in simplifying life for introverted moms, a.k.a., you know, your stuff, your sanity, and your schedule. Because afterwards, you get to go make a difference in the world and enjoy your kids a heck of a lot more. And you may be hearing them in the background, and that's what Word of Mom Radio is all about. So with that being said, Alyssa, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, Dory.
1: I'm excited to share your journey. So give us a little background on you before we start talking about what you're doing
2: this really started two years ago at the beginning of the pandemic when I started hearing about online business and it had never been on my radar before. And I was struck with the idea that I could do something about my passions now and not wait till my kids are out of the house, you know, in 15 to 20 years. It just sounded so neat. I was like, I've got to explore this or else I'm living in fear. This
1: is something I need to do. So for you, how do you deal with self-confidence? when you became both a mom and an entrepreneur, and how are you balancing
2: it? I had to do a lot of mindset work to shift my role from just mother to mom plus business owner, since I went about it the other way, having my family first and then adding a business. So primarily, I made time buckets during my day when I'd wear the mom hat and others that were for the business me. And then I reminded myself this is an expansion of my gifts, not making my family less than
1: Wow, I like that. I like the idea of not making your family left them because I think it is so important, you know, building those bridges. When we have a business, it's another child. It really is. You're nurturing another child as you build the business and help the direction grow. So for you, what are you doing to streamline your life? as a mom and then as an entrepreneur?
2: First off, since I already deal with productivity and organization, I had things pretty well streamlined. I just needed to go one stage further. For me, that looked like simplifying the meals. So instead of saying I'm going to try a new recipe a couple nights a week, I said, nope, this is not the season for that. We're just going to go on a meal rotation. And I started delegating as much as possible to the kids I was already delegating probably half the housekeeping chores and now it's probably closer to 80 percent
1: you know I have to tell you when I was pregnant with my first child I read a article in parenting magazine about a mom of five who used housework as a reward you were so good mommy's going to help you let you help me fold the laundry and things like that so by the time my kids were five they were mopping the floor Six, they were doing pots and pans. Seven, they were doing dishes and laundry. And none of them realized until each one of them hit about 10 years old that this was actually chores or work and kids got an allowance for it. They thought it was fun. It would be like, it's my turn to mop. And it's like, no, 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 it's my turn to mop. You vacuum. It was so funny. and But it's amazing because my, I have three children who are grown and on their own. Two sons, both my boys are married with children of their own, and they knew how to cook, they knew how to clean, they knew how to do the laundry, they knew how to take care of themselves. So I applaud you for doing that, because so often parents don't realize when your kids are little, they want to help you. And so if you train them in helping you, then as they get older, then, you know, it becomes, I used to say to them, it's so funny. I when as they became teenagers doing their chores said, you know, I wish you had as much pride as you did when you were 4 cleaning the counter and wanting to show mommy that you had gotten every spot of dirt done whereas as teenagers, you know, they're wiping around everything instead of moving everything. So good for you that you're doing that. What are your kids' favorite chores to help you with?
2: Um a couple of them are really into sweeping. And one of my boys just loves toilet scrubbing. Oh, wow. That's a good thing. That really is a
1: very good thing. My granddaughter right now is big into helping with the dishes and she's a year and a half and mommy puts her right in the sink and then she's she's <laughs> going and she's washing and washing and washing. I'm like, Hey, you're washing her while she's washing the dishes. It works both ways. So for you, what practical steps do you take to make it to the end of the day with your sanity intact
2: as a mom? The Biggest one for me is I have to take quiet time during the day for something that fills me up, which in my case is reading and journaling. And being an introvert with five kids, I can't just do a 30 or 40 minute stretch. I need, you know, two to three hours. The second thing I do is always remind myself I can change something. If I don't like something about the day, I'll pause maybe the next day and try to journal out what was it that I didn't like, and why don't I try something different tomorrow?
1: Interesting. Interesting. It's amazing to me that you can carve out that amount of time to journal. Are your kids still nappers?
2: We transition seamlessly from napping to quiet time, so they haven't grown up with anything else. When you outgrow naps, this is your time. You don't have to share with your siblings. You can do whatever quiet thing you want to do in a room or outside. Uh, I bill it as recharge time. You can take a break from chores. You can take a break from schoolwork. This is your playtime. Nice.
1: So any of your kids starting a journal yet?
2: Um, I have the two oldest, the preteens, teens. Yeah.
1: Very Cool. You know, I go through journaling spurts where, you know, I just feel that need to write things down, write things down. And and then I move past it. And then all of a sudden I will pick up that journal again. I don't know why it goes in kind of cycles for me. So do you have any techniques or things that you
2: use to start your day? Yes. the. Easiest one, which I find actually really insightful, is a three-thing practice. You write down the three things you really want to get done that day, so it's your top to-do list items. Then you write down three things you're thankful for, to get in your gratitudes. And then the kicker is you put in three things you're looking forward to. And sometimes that's a great way of reminding myself, I really do want to get that project done. And sometimes it's like a future gratitude. I am looking forward to the afternoon cup of coffee because it's something I will be grateful for
1: then. Nice. For you as an introvert, how hard is it
2: to do an interview like this? Um, It's not bad. I just need to, I'll, I'll find I'm a little bit wound up, a little bit hyper afterwards. So I'll probably need to like walk or journal since this is my afternoon quiet time and I'm using it to be social but it's a one on one, it's not a group setting. So it's filling my conversation needs.
1: I like that. I like that. Where do you where what part of the country do you live in? Midwest. What's the weather like by you?
2: Today it is really warm and sunny and it's going to drop 20 degrees tomorrow.
1: <laughs> you know, I'm in Connecticut and the weather here has been insane. You know, 4 degrees, 5 degrees. It, Where I actually wound up with a winter cold, I rarely get a cold. And of course, because of COVID, I went and had a test just to make sure because I'm around my grandchildren and things like that. And it was negative, but have this wicked cough. And it is because you just never know. And I'm an environmentalist. So for me to go outside and start my car, to let it run for a little bit before I go in it, is very difficult for me to do. But it has been so cold. There's been three or four days that I had to do it because getting into the car, I think that's where I got my cold. This one day that I just had to go and it was about 18 degrees and I got into the car and it was like sitting in a freezer. And I, that night, all of a sudden started with a cough and it's crazy. This this winter, and for us, we've had one real snowstorm, nothing much. I don't mind being cold if there's snow on the ground. But if I can see grass and I have to freeze, it's like this is not fair. And every single time it's rained, that's the day that it's gone up to 35, 40 degrees, where I could okay. be outside having a great walk. But, no, it's pouring. So, it's it, yeah, it has definitely been a been interesting. So for you, with everything that you do balancing and stuff like that, how do you handle the busy seasons that come along, the holidays and things like that?
2: What do you do for yourself? The first thing I do is drill down to my must-dos for the day. So that might be the kids laundry because they'll be all out tomorrow, supper, something like that, really basic, and say these are my top priorities. I have to get this done. And then I move on to that whatever keeps me sane, so the quiet and alone time, because I'm not going to make it through a busy season without the recharge. That's almost even more important during the crazy time. And then I look for if whatever can I let go of. Does it mean not doing the month's worth of different meals and just repeating the same thing every week? Great. I'm not saying this is what I'll do for five years. I just need to do it for one or two weeks. You know, let go of that. It always has to be varied. It always has to be amazing. It's okay to um, skip it a little bit or skip the deep cleaning just for two weeks. Just do the wiping down of the surfaces and have the kids go in the toilet. You know, life is not going to end if I'm not 100% perfect on all fronts all the time.
1: On that note, we're going to take a quick break, say thank you to our sponsors, and we'll be back in just a moment. Here on Word of Mom Radio.
3: Hi, this is Charlotte Felcher. Welcome to Kid Fun. Here's a tip from my book, Kid Fun, 401 Easy Ideas for Play. Kids get restless. We all get restless. And what I always loved to do when I was a kindergarten teacher was tell the kids, be a rubber band. And I would hold up a rubber band and I would shake it and they would have to shake. And then I would stretch it sideways. You could see their arms and their legs stretching sideways then I would stretch it vertically and their arms would go straight up in the air as they were stretching. But then I would drop it. I would pop it and let it fall to the ground. And when I picked it up, I would be picking them up, well, visually, with this rubber band, and I would squeeze it. So when I dropped it, they fell on the floor, and when I picked it up, they stood up and they squeezed their body together. It's such fun, and it breaks up a very dull moment. That's Kid Fun for today. You can get more information from my book, Kid Fun 401 Easy Ideas for Play, by visiting my website, kidfunandmore.com. She is brave. She is strong, she is you
1: because you're that woman who's got a product or a service that you're looking to promote or you're out there seeking to support other women in business to help women learn, network and build the businesses of their dreams because when you win So take a look at stadiumbags.com. You'll see why we're your clear choice, because safety, it's in the bag. And we're back on Word of Mom Radio. We are talking with Alyssa Wolf of Unbusy. So talk to us about what you do with Unbusy when somebody reaches out to you. Well, I'm in the pretty early
2: stages, so this hasn't happened a lot so far. But the clients I have had... I really enjoy having them fill out a bit of a questionnaire so I can find out what area of either their home or like their calendar time management they're having trouble with. And then we see if we're a good fit, if I can help. And then I get to do coaching calls with them. I have um, online kind of curriculum journaling stuff for them to work through. And then every week I get to sit down and say, okay, what was the big thing you're having trouble? Do you just need someone to say, have you ever tried X? You know, it's that outside perspective because we get so used to the way our life currently is. We don't always think about a radical enough change. And sometimes that radical change is really pretty tiny. Do you find with
1: time management that people tend to have the same kind of issues or do you see different things happening with that?
2: So far, it's similar in the sense of most moms are trying to cram way too much in. Different in the sense of, are you the type A or the type B person? I'm a type A, but I like to live life more at the pace of the type B.
1: For people who don't know, I mean, they hear type A, type B personalities.
2: What are those? The type A is more the organized, everything in the place go-getter. So they can tend sometimes toward workaholism, and they're very good with the goals and just tell me what to do, follow the rules. The type Bs tend to want to, well, they hate the rules and the rigid and the structure and the routine, and they just kind of want to feel into what do they feel like doing. But then sometimes what they felt into doing is they never felt like doing the dishes or the laundry that day. But that also can cause some problems.
1: You know, it's interesting. I remember with Cena Block, when we would do Managing Mompreneur Mayhem, she talked about the difference she's an, a professional organizer. And I am an everything away person. I have everything that I need at my fingertips during the day, and when I am done, this goes here, that goes there, everything goes away. When my kids were younger in my home office, their computer for the family was in my office as well, and they had their own bookshelf with all of their things that they needed for school, and I used to tell them all the time, if you take something of mine, just make sure you put it back where you got it from. And I remember one time going to get my stapler and I just, you know, reached up to grab it and it wasn't there because one of them had used it. It took me about 15 minutes to find where they put it. And when I got back, they came home from school and said, I am not asking who. I am not pointing fingers. But what I am saying is this stapler belongs right there. If you are going to use my things, please respect where they go because it took me 15 minutes to find this and I actually needed it. I needed to get this done and stapled and put away. And and so I am definitely, but I it's funny because like I have friends who everything has to be exactly in the same, you know, they do. So I'm not that rigid in that sense, but I like knowing where everything is, you know? It just makes my day go easier in so far as if you you know how that is. If you now have to stop to find something, even with my grandkids, you know, a third of my house are their toys. This basket are these toys, they know in their little kitchen, this is where all of these things go. And I flick the lights and sing the cleanup song, my grandkids are a year and a half and three and a half years old they'll put their things away they know how to put some thing, you know their things away i don't care if they put it in the wrong baskets there's no right or wrong these are the baskets i tend to kind of separate things but if they throw it all in one doesn't matter to me they're cleaning up and that's what's important you know so free what does personality theory we were talking about a and d have to do with goal setting and keeping and how have
2: you used it for this i'm indebted to gretchen rubin who discovered the four tendencies so those ones are questioner obliger rebel and upholder and if you haven't read the book i'll give you a quick run through of those ones Please. so the questioners are the people who say okay doctor said to do this well who says they've got the right answer Their automatic response is more they reject authority, but I'm going to research and find out about it myself, because I trust my own smarts. So if they decide to do something, they're going to do it. They just don't always accept the outward standards and goals. The obliger is the person who says, oh, sure, we should go running and do this. That'd be a great idea. But if they don't have the other person, the accountability partner, they won't get off the couch and do it for themselves. They'll do it so they don't disappoint the other person. But most of their life is filled with, you know, the dishes. Well, that's for the family. Well, the job, that's for the boss. It's not stuff for themselves. So when they set a goal just for on their own, they probably won't live up to it unless they have that accountability built in. The rebel also has that question or tendency of reject the authority, but in their case, <laughs> they do like to run the opposite direction. So whatever is common, whatever's typical, whatever's the norm, run far away from it. That's their idea. And the upholder is usually what most goal setting advice has the personality is directed towards. Unfortunately, that's, I think, the smallest personality type Gretchen says. It's the person who has no trouble setting goals, loves to do them, doesn't need external accountability. In short, it's just kind of a goal-setting machine. They decide to do it, and they do it.
1: So how have you used this in unbusy your
2: life? So convenient for me, I'm an upholder. So I just sit around setting the goals for what I need to get done in the business, and then I'm following through with them. So I will admit that I have it very easy in that regard. I enjoy goals I enjoy the new year's reflection I enjoy some of the weekly um chore setting out process it's more fun maybe doing the three month or a quarterly okay what all needs to happen in the business this month and then laying that out week by week and day by day I don't know I just really think that that does fun so I feel I have the easy end of the stick in that regard
1: you do because very often I, I have, have my coaching certifications. And I remember somebody asking me once, you know, are you good at holding me accountable? Like I'm a mom. Of course I'm good at holding you accountable. If this is what you, we map out and this is what you say you're going to do, I, I'm going to expect you to do it. And if you don't, yes, I'm going to hold you accountable. It's my nature. It really is. So as we're wrapping up, Alyssa, what do you want to leave our listeners with? I'd like to remind our
2: listeners that if there's something bugging you about your life, just sit down and brainstorm three different ways you could try to change it. Instead of sitting there saying, this is uh, my lot in life, and I don't like what my kids are doing, and my husband isn't helping out, and this is just really hard right now, why not take the power that you already have and say, what can I do about this? What can I change? Even if it's not the whole ginormous sea change you want to see happen, there will be something you can shift that will move you closer to your ideal. Just find one thing that would make your day go better or your week go better and start moving in that direction.
1: How can people reach out to you and get a chance to work
2: with you? I'm at yourunbusylife.com. And there's a new podcast episode every Tuesday. And on the site, there's, you know, contact info to apply for the coaching services and things like
1: that. We will have links to everything from Alyssa on our blog talk radio page and also at wordofmomradio.com. So Alyssa, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy life to be busy with us right now. We really appreciate it.
2: You're welcome, Dori.
1: Thanks again. And for all of you tuning in, thank you so much for spending time with us. We are going to close out with our fabulous theme song from Smith Sisters and the Sunday Drivers. So till next time, this is Dory DiCarlo saying go out and create a marvelous you. Bye for now.
0: She is sure.